are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. This is probably a day you've been looking forward to. I'm going to break down the last three episodes of Joey's season for you. I'm also going to post it on my Instagram feed and my Instagram stories and put it on my Twitter in a little bit. But you're getting it here first on the podcast. I told you I had a good feeling something was coming this week. I got what I needed, so I'm going to give it to you right now. We're also going to go over um, a correction yesterday in regards to Taylor Swift, Dance with the Stars, F-Boy Island. I got around to watching both episodes last night, and also Big Brother, a huge game move is coming, and we'll get to all that momentarily. So let's begin, and basically what I'm going to post today is what happened in Spain in terms of who's left, who got eliminated, what happened in Montreal, and who are the final six right now that will begin filming tomorrow in Jasper, Alberta, Canada. So should I start at the end and give you the final six and then work my way back? Now, let's let's go back to Spain. Episode number five, they went to Malta for episode number four. But then episode number five, they go to Spain. We know that there were 12 women in Spain. Now, you're going to see on the Instagram stories and my feed... I told you about this. Well, I told you I knew there was 12 in Spain. It's because I had a picture of it. However, the picture was very hard, as you'll see, to determine who everybody was. Because the only pictures we really have of any of these women is one shot of them that the Bachelorette, uh, that the Bachelor Facebook page posted a couple months, you know, six weeks ago or whatever it was, five weeks ago. So that's all I had to go off of, of who these women are. And honestly... It kind of happens every season. Once I get the first and last names and Instagram account of all these women, I really don't look at them again until we start getting down to the nitty gritty of the season. So I had to go in and go through all my pictures and be like, who's who? Some were very easy to tell, but you'll see the picture was somewhat close, but it wasn't like up close and personal of all of them. And it was 12 of them sitting at a table. So five of them had their backs to the camera And I'm just kind of using power of deduction here, but then I was able to get everything confirmed. So you will see the picture of the 12 women sitting in uh, Marbella, Spain. And then the two women that were eliminated in Marbella, Spain were Medina Alam and Sydney Gordon. So 10 women went to Montreal. I thought it was nine. I corrected it yesterday uh, on my Twitter account and and Instagram that I said, hey, there's actually 10 that went to Montreal. And the reason why I originally thought nine was because this past Friday night, remember I told you there was nine women on a group date that played hockey in the alleyway, street hockey in the alleyway in old Montreal. Well, that information that was relayed to me, they missed a person. There was eight women on that date. And so that's what threw me off. So 10 women went to Montreal. Eight of them were on that group date. The two who weren't on that group date were Maria and Kelsey T., They had one-on-ones, four women eliminated in that episode, Jessica Edwards, Caitlin DeBacker, Leah Kayanan, and Lexi Young. So your six women, your final six that begin filming tomorrow are Daisy Kent, Jen Tran, Kelsey Anderson, Kelsey Toussaint, Maria Gorgas, and Rachel Nance. So those are your final six. Nobody guessed it. I knew that nobody had Maria anywhere. Um... Nobody really had uh, Jen because everyone was thinking Leah and nobody uh, that had emailed me or I saw on any sort of responses in my DMs on Instagram 
had Jen Tran in the final six. So those were the two that I knew that nobody knew because they didn't have they didn't know who they didn't know who was there on the in the twelve in Spain. So, um, yeah. So you'll see the pictures uh, of Spain. Now the reason I know the final six is because I was sent a video Monday night after the rose ceremony of the six women walking back into the hotel. However, I can't share that video. I told the person who sent it to me that I wouldn't share it because they asked me not to. So I didn't. But once I saw six women walk by, it was kind of obvious who the final six were. Daisy, Jen, Kelsey A, Kelsey T, Maria, and Rachel. Now, uh, Jasper, Alberta, Canada is episode seven. They begin filming, like I said, tomorrow. They're staying at the Fairmont Jasper Park Lodge. And there is going to be a polar plunge date this Saturday in Lac Beauvert. How you like my French, huh? Lac Beauvert. So we don't know if that's going to be a one-on-one or a group date, but there is going to be a polar plunge date this Saturday. And I guess Lac Beauvert is the the lake closest to the, the Fairmont Jasper Park Lodge, I guess. So... Uh, I was told filming in uh, Jasper was 19th to the 22nd, which means they're out of there on the 22nd, travel day on Monday, and then they start hometowns on Tuesday, the 24th. I will keep you updated when I hear more. But one thing that I can add to all this, and I got it confirmed, and this goes back to three days after filming started. Remember, I told you I was hearing about the first impression, Rose, and Leah's letter but I could not get it confirmed. And I was just like, I think, remember I kept saying, I think what was told to me is correct. I don't think it was wrong. I just, when I started asking questions, they couldn't fill in any, some of the blanks for me. So I didn't want to just throw it out there. Well, it ended up being right, but they didn't have all the details, but now I do. So first impression, Rose, we all remember that at um, Rachel's, excuse me, Rachel's, at uh, Charity's, after the final rose, Joey met one of his women, Leah, and she was given a letter that Jesse Palmer told her, you know, change the game and you're going to give it to Joey and you're going to open it on the first night. Well, that letter was that it stated that she could steal someone's one-on-one date at any point during the season. However, Leah ended up throwing that letter into the fire because she felt like she wanted to be chosen for a one-on-one date by Joey, as opposed to stealing it from somebody else. Joey really respected that decision. So in return, he ended up giving Leah the first impression rose. So what I was told back three days after filming, and I had to go look at it because I was talking to Chad from Game of Roses about this because I thought this was an interesting game move, was, hey, I, I, and I told Chad, like, hey, I heard that um, the, the the letter from the After the Final Rose is, you can steal a one-on-one date. I said, but I don't know what happened with it. I don't know if she kept it. I don't know if she she used it or, you know, how does this change the game? Because, and, and Chad and I were going back and forth because we were like, this is an interesting game move because let's just say Leah did end up keeping the letter and she did steal somebody's one-on-one date. Number one, that would put a giant target on her back. The women wouldn't appreciate that at all. Even though she was given it by the show, it doesn't mean she had to use it and you know, smartly, she did what she did. But let's just say she didn't, and let's just say she used it. I just think that that would have been really bad. And then 
all Joey would do, let, let's just say like, oh, I'm giving uh, Kelsey T the one-on-one date. And Leah steps in and says, no, I want that date. It's like, great. Then Joey would just give, you know, the the woman who he was supposed to get, get that one-on-one date, he would just give her one the next episode. Like it just didn't, while I, I see the creativity behind this and what they were trying to do and just kind of mix it up and do something different, I said that from the very beginning, this was going to be something negative. That letter was going to be something negative. It wasn't going to be like, oh, you get extra time with, with Joey. Everybody gets extra time with him for the most part, you know, if he's into you. So I always thought it was going to be something negative, but I was just like, boy, that's just going to immediately put a target on your back if you have a letter <laughs> that's negative and you use it. But Leah did the smart thing. It was obvious, absolutely the smart thing to do for Leah to throw that letter in the fire and just say, I don't want it. You know, I, if you want to give me a one-on-one, you'll give me a one-on-one. I don't want to steal it from anybody. And so, you know, she ended up getting the first impression rose. However, didn't do her much because she ended up leaving in episode number six. She didn't get a rose on Monday night in, uh, in Montreal. So uh, it was funny because when Chad and I were talking about this back on September 22nd, he was the one that brought it up to me because I was just like, this just, this is, I see what they're doing, but it's kind of a stupid thing. And he's like, if I'm her, I'm just throwing that thing away or ripping it up or using it way late in the game to screw over production and steal somebody that they know that she knows that Joey likes, but then that would really just, uh, production would never allow that. So uh, props to Chad uh, for calling this one out. But yeah, that's what, that's what, when I was told, Leah got the first impression, Rose, I started asking questions about, well, wait a second. Did she get it because of the letter or did she get it because like everybody would already think that she got it because he got a letter at the after the fun of Rose and he's already met her? Like what were the circumstances? And I couldn't get an answer for that until about two days ago. And then I finally got the answer. I'm like, okay, that's exactly that makes sense. But yeah, I wish I could share the uh, video that I got on Monday night. Um, or actually I got it, I don't mean it was early Tuesday morning of the six women coming back from, uh, the rose ceremony. And it's, um, you know, when I'm watching it, it's, you know, I, I see, you know, it's someone, you know, filmed it <laughs> and, you know, did it discreetly. So it's not like, again, they were walking right by the camera, but knowing who was left and knowing what I know of what happened in Montreal, it wasn't hard to figure out who was who uh, in the picture, excuse me, in the video. So those are your final six, Daisy, Jen, Kelsey, a Kelsey T Maria and Rachel. And we'll see uh, who your final four is from that. I know everyone's going to have their guesses, but when you know who the final six are, if you end up guessing the final four, I mean, come on people. Let's be serious. Like (laughs) before today, you didn't know you didn't have a clue. And trust me, I saw some of the guesses for final four. Everyone had Lexi in the final four. A lot of people had Caitlin in the final four. You know, it's just like, okay, but you're, you're guessing that because you didn't know who was even left. So yeah, that's what happened. Um, there are some things that, uh, I, I believe went down in Canada that I'll be able to, uh, to get to once we start hearing some more things. But yeah, so 10 women go to Canada 
and four left that episode. And I, I'm pretty sure they all those those four that were eliminated in Canada, in Montreal, Jessica, Caitlin, Leah, and Lexi, I don't believe all of them were rose ceremony people. But I don't know which ones didn't get a rose and which ones were eliminated at, you know, at some point uh, during the episode. So let's, uh, let's keep that in mind moving forward. All right, really, really quickly on Taylor Swift. Yesterday, when I was talking about the picture of her and Travis Kelsey coming out of the car, and I was like, oh, isn't that cute, the star-crossed lovers, and I was trying to relate it back to blank space, and for whatever reason, I was blanking on the blank space lyrics. It's not star-crossed lovers. It's got a long list of ex-lovers, which uh, for the longest time people thought was Starbucks lovers. So just wanted to make that clear that I know my Taylor Swift lyrics. And I know it's not star-crossed lovers. Moving on. Dancing with the Stars last night. Again, this show isn't much of a recap show unless literally something major happens. Someone gets sick. Someone gets injured. There is a dancer replacement. Because we all know that the final four of this season are pretty much going to be Charity, Jason Mraz, Ariana, and Sochi. I mean, it's just... It's the way the scores are are playing out. Maybe, maybe Lily or Lele, maybe she somehow squeezes into the four and one of those gets bumped. I, I, I don't know. Maybe Lele's got a bigger following than, than Sochi Gomez does. I don't know. But we pretty much can say that Jason Mraz, Charity, and Ariana are definitely in the final four. If not, those are going to be your final three. And... Disney night is a theme they do all the time. Again, it's one of these shows where it's just like, I'm not going to sit here and critique. I'm not a professional dancer. So when they do screw up outside of something major, somebody gets dropped, but choreography stuff and footwork stuff, I'm not going to comment on that stuff with, you know, 14 people dancing or whatever it is. But we all know who the next four or five uh, exiting the show are going to be. We just don't know the order. So just kind of wake me when the Taylor Swift uh, theme night appears, <laughs> because that's what I'm going to be looking forward to the most. Now, F-Boy Island, which premiered on Monday night, season three on the CW. It had two episodes for those that didn't know. I didn't know until Monday afternoon it was showing two episodes. And that's why I was like, well, shit, I can't watch this. I want to watch Cowboys Chargers. I've got other stuff to get to on Monday night. I'll just watch this on Tuesday. So I watched both episodes yesterday. And it is really, I, I granted, I still would love to see it on a cable channel because Nikki can be her self. You know, she's telling, she's telling sex jokes with sexual innuendos in them, made a lot of condom jokes. But it just it just bites better when she's allowed to curse and she's allowed to do literal shtick from her sets that she does on her comedy specials. So it takes away a little bit. But the show in and of itself is basically the same thing it's been for the first two seasons, for sure. And yeah, Katie, Hallie, and Daniela are your three leads. And... 10, what, 10 nice guys and 11 F boys or the other way around. And they got to go on their first dates. They got to have cocktail parties. The guys introduced themselves, all this stuff. That's pretty standard to what the show is. 
But, you know, this is something that because it's on the CW, it's just not going to draw. And boy, did it not. I mean, I'm not here to sit here and criticize the show, but the reason it got the low numbers that it did is because it's on the CW. I don't know what the download numbers were for HBO Max, but I guarantee it was more than what the CW drew on Monday night for the two-hour episode because it averaged averaged 158,000 viewers with a .02 demo rating. I mean, that's not that's Nielsen adults 18 to 49. It drew a .02. I mean, these are terrible numbers, terrible. Like, but that and it has nothing to do with the show because this show is just as good. In fact, I like it better than Paradise. Seriously, I think it's a better show because it doesn't take itself seriously. While Paradise is in on the joke as well, it still tries to say, you know, at the end of the season, hey, you got to you got to either get engaged to this person or break up right now, which is totally ridiculous. F-Boy Island has fun with its premise. It's a really good premise for the show. They're not forcing these people to get engaged at the end. They're not manipulating contestants to say and do as much as they are on Bachelor in Paradise. But the biggest thing is, at the end, it's not a, oh, you have to get engaged or leave the island. It's $100,000 are at stake. If you choose a good guy, you split $100,000. If you choose an F-boy, the power now goes to him. He can either say, I like you enough to where I want to split with you, or he's like, I'm bouncing with hundred grand. So that's why I like the format so much. It knows it's in on its own joke. That's the best part of F-boy Island. It sucks that it's on CW. It also sucks that it's on Monday night going up against Monday night football, but there's nothing you can do. This is, they have to find a day of the week to air it. They chose to air it on Monday nights. And, you know, we talk about the Golden Bachelor drawing 4.3 million for its premiere. And Bachelor in Paradise drew 2.1 million for its premiere. F-Boy Island drew 158,000. <laughs> that is not good. But to me has nothing to do with it, whether the show is good or not. It's all about promotion. It's all about what channel it's on. Look, it's the CW. It's just not a very popular channel. And a lot of people probably don't know about it. Yes. They had this whole party on Monday night and a lot of pretty much seemed like all the guys from the show were there in LA watching the premiere. All three women were there. All three leads were there. Katie, Hallie and uh, Danny were all there. There were leads from past season there. I believe Sarah was there, uh, Tamaris was there, Louise was there. So uh, other guys from past seasons were there. I mean, it was just, they, they played it up. They had a red carpet event and all that, and 158,000 people watched. You know, it, it is what it is. It sucks. Now, for the end of the episode, when they teased what, what's upcoming this season, yes, the thing that I've kind of been trying to hold back, and I, I made a reference to it the other day because I don't want to spoil this season, because I do know kind of what happens in this season and who comes back and then kind of leading into F girl Island, which we'll see at the beginning of 2024. But yeah, they did show one of the guys and that was Danny from last season who Mia almost chose. Danny uh, is one of the guys that comes back and there's, I believe two other ones from last season that come back or at least one from last season. I don't know if the third guy is from last season or not, or if he's from a uh, season one. But I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. So you'll have to watch. But you'll you'll know obviously, and you'll remember when they come back. So good show. Unfortunately, it's on the CW.
Big Brother. Last night, we saw what was really, really interesting and probably the biggest game move of the season, even though they left a cliffhanger. So if you don't want to know the spoiler, sorry, going to talk about it. They had a double eviction for power of veto. Excuse me. What am I talking? Double eviction. Double power of veto. And Jag won and Blue won. And since Blue and Felicia were the nominations from Jag this week, Blue obviously taking herself off. And Jag realized now was the chance. Blue's going to take herself off. Jag won the other power veto. He's like, I might as well go after Corey in America now. And that's exactly what he did. So Blue takes herself off. Jag uses the other power of veto on Felicia. And he is going to, you're going to see on Thursday, he's going to put Corey and America up. America is furious, doesn't want to talk to him. Did I get spoiled? Kind of. Flipping through Instagram. It wasn't even TikTok this time. It was Instagram. Flipping through Instagram, I come across a video of Jag in the bathroom and America walking in and Jag saying, I'd like to talk to you. And she says, fuck off. This is before last night's episode. So I'm like, oh, crap. That clearly means that he put her up, which means at some point during the power of veto, somebody is going to use the power of veto because that's the only way America would have been up and been upset to tell him to fuck off. So I kind of knew it was coming. The only thing I didn't know was, did he put both Corey and America up? And he did. And now it looks, and look, it's the smart game move. This is exactly what he should have done. Hell, Jag was even saying, I probably should have done this in the first place. I shouldn't have put Felicia and Blue up, but I did. Now, the interesting thing is, we saw in last night's episode, he obviously told Matt, but he went to the other three, so they weren't blindsided. He went to Sari, he went to Felicia, and he went to Bowie Jane and said, this is what I'm doing. So Corey and America were the only two that didn't know what's going to be coming when they show the power of veto ceremony. And clearly Corey was saying in his confessionals last night, Jag should take his shot at me, but I don't think he will. I think he's sticking with the plan. So Corey and America clearly blindsided America, not handling it. Well, Corey is handling it better, but I think Corey is well aware. He's probably on his way out. Apparently Corey and America don't want the, like they care more about each other than the game. Each one of them wants the other one to stay. Like, really? Like, this is going to last outside of the show, please. You might say, Steve, no, 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 they were, they'll totally last. I, I don't think they're lasting outside of the show. So it's very easy for them to say now why they're all cuddled up and they've spent the last, you know, 70 days together. But once they're out of the show, I don't think they're going to be much of a couple. So it's very funny to hear that they're saying, Corey's saying, oh, I want to save you, America. You should stay in the game. America's like, no, 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 I want you to stay in the game. Like, I don't know where the vote is leaning. It's probably leaning towards Corey. He's the biggest threat. I would definitely go after him over America, but we'll see what happens on Thursday. I just have a feeling it's going to be Corey, but a hell of a game move by Jag, and this definitely improves his resume, to say the least. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcast. Also, rate and review. The Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. I can't wait for tomorrow. I can't wait for you guys to hear podcast number 361. Such a good story. If you've followed this person on their Instagram stories, you may know a little about it, but we dive into a contestant uh, from a past Bachelor season that has a really important story to share, and I cannot wait 
for you all to hear it. So look forward to that tomorrow. But yes, Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. Thank you all for listening. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.